Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Liquored Listings. This is your host, Big Hearn McCracken, coming back at you today. And we have a great, great show going on. This one is actually a suggestion uh, from a good friend of mine and longtime listener of the show, uh, Alien Casinos, who uh, owns and operates the uh, fantastic podcast, Game Tech Politics. I definitely suggest you go on there. I have a lot of West Game fans uh, that listen to this program. So definitely go ahead and check out. He does a lot of interviews with players. Um, he does a lot of political and gaming podcasts. So it, uh, it'll get you involved in something new other than my show. So I, I definitely hope you go ahead and give him a listen. Now, he gave me some suggestions uh, for my list today. And unfortunately for him, only one of his top five made the list so i'll probably get some uh mail from him and i encourage you all to give me some mail uh good or bad irreverent funny uh completely mean i don't really care i just love seeing the feedback in my uh inbox and i always like to uh do little feedbacks on future shows from some of the messages that i get uh get a good laugh on everybody's uh ear today's episode is uh going to be very lighthearted. It's all about the greatest sitcoms of all time. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, did I take my time on this one. It took me so long. I had to go through so many different uh, sitcoms throughout their all time to really break down my list. And you know me, I always try to give the top five list of, of anything that I do. I just couldn't do it this time. My list contains the top seven however i i felt remiss if i didn't include some of the other ones that are out there so i have two subcategories so i won't go into full detail uh with each of these uh each of these sitcoms but they all deserve uh some credit for what they uh, the joy they brought in my life um and a lot of my criteria and how i broke this down is simply uh, what makes me laugh, what I find funny. Unfortunately, things like un, uh, Impractical Jokers can't be on the list because it's not exactly a, a sitcom. These are all scripted. So uh, let's get right into some of the shout-outs, I'll say first, the first subcategory of the best of all time. Some of those shout-outs include Gilligan's Island. What a funny show. Funny. And and the and the, I'm going to end the debate right now. It's Mary Jane. Uh, over Ginger, so or it could be Mrs. Howell, if it was if we were back on the real world, because she'd be giving me some of that money. Gotta love the millionaire. Uh, then we gotta go with the Cosby Show, another one that didn't quite get up there far enough on the list, but uh, it was a wholesome, wholesome uh, television program, and it lost a little bit of its appeal after uh, now that Bill Cosby has been charged and everything like that along the way. But he's now released, so maybe he didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Home Improvement with Tim Allen. Love that show, but like I said, a little bit too wholesome for me. Um, gotta love the guy behind, what was his name, Wilson? The guy behind the uh, the fence at all times and you never saw his, fun, uh, his face. I thought that was a fun way to uh, have that character throughout the years. Uh, Golden Girls. I mean, if I was a chick, it probably would have ranked onto the list. But a lot of the humor just goes over my head, so I couldn't put them up that high. And lastly, of the shout-outs would be Three's Company. 
What a fantastic, fun show that was. Uh, way back, I think that was the 70s, early 80s. And f- just a great, great show overall. Don Knotts was the best on that show, though. Don't, don't get the three lead characters confused that Don Knotts, the landlord, was the funniest. Let's get into the honorable mentions. Curb your enthusiasm with uh, Larry David, the creator of Seinfeld. This show is on HBO, and it's a lot of the same type of humor that made Seinfeld so popular. But it's with Larry David as the lead character, and some of the, some of the situations that he gets in are just absolutely incredibly funny. Uh, next up would be The Jeffersons, and this show was way ahead of its time, um, as well as the show that I will have on my list, so I don't want to give it all away. Uh, but moving on up to the east side, I'm telling you, that's a fantastic, and if you have not seen that show uh, from, from the early years, definitely one to uh, watch and look out for. Including on that same sentiment is Sanford and Son. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Red Fox, one of the funniest stand-up comedians of all time in his show uh, that involves his son in the junkyard. Uh, Anybody that has watched the show will know the famous heart attack that uh, Red Fox always has in the show. Absolutely hilarious. The insults in that show were fucking phenomenal. And great show. A lot of you probably haven't seen that one, so definitely get out and uh, Check that one out if you have time. Roseanne. This was a completely different show back in the day. And I'm not talking about the new one uh, where she should not have been kicked off the show either way. But she, uh, when it was in its heyday, it was the most popular show on television. And it made people of a different social class feel uh, like they had a show for them to watch. You know, after the likes of like, uh, the Cosby Show, the Wholesome Family. This is not the most wholesome family. So, and with John Goodman and Roseanne Barr, you're going to have laughs galore. And lastly, would be the Honeymooners, and this is way before anybody's time. Uh, but this was one of my father's favorite shows. And to the moon with you, one of the greatest uh, greatest sayings of all time. So. Definitely check out The Honeymooners. I think it was from the 50s. Um, But what a fan, fantastic show. So I want to get right into this. And like I said, oh, what's in the cup? Everybody always wants to know what's in the cup. Today, we are going with Founders Breakfast Stout. Got to try it. Anybody that loves a breakfast beer, get ahead, get a hold of it. This thing is fantastic. And I believe it's 8.3% percent abv so only drink a couple and uh you'll be uh you'll be feeling pretty damn good if you get into the founder's breakfast stout so let's get right into our list like i said we're gonna go top seven today because i really just had so much trouble breaking this down let's jump right in with number seven number seven for me was it's always sunny in philadelphia uh, this show is just absolute insanity through and through. Some of the the collective group and how stupid they are uh, and the antics that they get involved in with Mac, Charlie, D, Dennis, and my favorite on the show, Frank, Danny DeVito. Absolutely spot-on comedy. A little raunchy at times, but you're just 
laugh your whole way through. I want to play one uh, a clip for you real quick. And some of the most memorable moments have been some of their songs. So I want to get right in here with, uh, this is Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Son. Oh my God, if you haven't seen that episode, it is just through and through one of the funniest things you'll ever watch. And you can't see it right here, so you'll have to watch the episode. But at the beginning of that, Charlie is just stuck, you know, and just has been huffing uh, paint, spray paint all night long. And he's just completely out of his rocker and goes from uh, the night man to the day man um, with uh, Dennis. So that show is absolutely incredible. And I want to give you one more clip uh, from this um, because it's unbelievable. We're getting a lot of laughs. That's good. It's not good. This is not a comedy. You can't know it's supposed to be laughing. This is the Troll Toll episode. He's sleeping. Yes. He's sleeping right over there. Just the way you like him. Did you bring the toll? Confound your lousy toll, troll. God damn it. Stop laughing at me. You gotta pay the troll toll. If you wanna get into that boy's hole, you gotta pay the troll toll to get in. You want the baby boy's hole, you gotta pay the troll toll. You gotta pay the troll toll to get in. Troll toll. What'd you say? It's so absurd and so absolutely ridiculous. I know uh, once I'm done this list today, I'm probably going to have to go through it and just waste a complete 24 hours looking and re-watching some of these episodes from some of these great sitcoms. Uh, that's Always Sunny in Philadelphia coming in at number seven. Definitely check that one out if you've never seen it. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that at least 60% of you have, so definitely that other 40%, get out there and watch that show. 
unbelievably crazy. All right, that leads us into our next uh, sitcom on the list, which happens to be number six. It is Cheers. I mean, they're really, it's hard to say. I mean, I grew up in the restaurant industry, um, but this still came out before my time. But there's just something great about Cheers. Um, You go with Sam and Carla and Coach and Cliff. Woody, Norm, Rebecca, Frazier, Lilith. I think I said Woody. I mean, think about all the stars that came out of this show. Um, in fact, Frazier went on to be like one of the great, uh, well, I don't consider it one of the greatest, but uh, from people that give awards and shit like that, they considered Frazier one of the greatest sitcoms, but he didn't make my list. Uh, but, you know, you got Woody Harrelson, Ted Danson, um, and everybody's, you know, you want to go where you can... Uh, trouble is all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. I mean, if you hear that opening anywhere, you just know you're going to have a smile on your face. And like I said, from all these on the list, I have to, I feel compelled to at least give you listeners a little bit of a, a taste of what they all have to offer. And my favorite is when Norm enters the building because he comes in, everyone screams Norm and then it goes on to, you know, coach or someone will ask him how he's doing and he always has such an unbelievable reply. So let's just go ahead and see if we can get a couple on here. Evening, everybody. Oh. Hey, Norm. That's that sudsy amber stuff, right? Yeah, I've been hearing good things about it. <laughs> Honestly, that's just one of those shows, and you wish you were in that bar um, as an everyday occasion. It's so good, so poignant. It's more wholesome than most of the ones on the list, but it's absolutely one of the greatest, greatest shows that ever crossed our uh, crossed our screen. So give a big old shout-out to Cheers. This is from the 80s and spawned a lot of stars. The next one that comes in, so that was number six. We need to uh, get into my wheelhouse a little bit more on what I consider comedy because I love that a few on my list can't really be played in modern times. The insults are too good, but a lot of these, what people need to understand in, in today's society is that we're here to laugh and it's okay to laugh at each other and have some digs, have some fun. Uh, it's not bullying. You know, what is this with this whole bully crowd, censorship crowd, blah, blah, blah. I'm here to have fun. Yeah, you can consider other people's feelings, but these are just television shows, and 
it's all about he who has the laugh, last laugh in this world or the most laughs ends up winning. So let's get into number five. Number five is the one and only Al Mother Truckin' Bundy's uh, lead character in Married with Children with his wife, Peggy, his uh, son, Bud, and his daughter, Kelly, and uh, what was the name of the couple next door, the the Darcys. Uh, this show was so quick-witted. Uh, you know, it comes with Al being a basically loser, loser uh, shoe salesman in Chicago. His wife is just a spender. She's She's not a housewife in the least bit. Uh, the, the jokes that just come back and forth, the insults, Bud and Kelly are hilarious threw it out. This show had it all, la- making me laugh all the time. Let's get ahead and at least play a ki- uh, clip or two from Married with Children. Invisible. Possibly from Pluto. Call <laughs> please. Before, the call costs more than the car. <laughs> Yes, and it cost more than the condom I should have used the night you were conceived. I want a balloon. You've already got one. Oh, <laughs> uh, honey, why don't you just stay home and bowl me over? Peg, <laughs> I prefer a place where my balls are returned properly. <laughs> well, mercy, congratulations. I didn't know you were expecting. <laughs> jumping must have expanded my foot but i see you must have fallen on your butt a time or two how dare you say that to my face well i'd say it behind your back but my car's only got half a tank again that's very touching honey now rub my feet hey i wouldn't rub your feet if a genie popped out of me misunderstood your cries of pluck me to the butcher little girl i wanted to be a ballerina ballerina <laughs> you sure are my nutcracker <laughs> so so crazy so stupid how they got away with half the things they did back then uh is just incomprehensible to a lot of people in today's society I mean, Al Bundy is just full of the best one-liners of all times. And that show had me in stitches more often. And I was so young when that came out. And I'd have to hide it from when my, you know, my parents could never let me see it. My older brother had a TV in his room. And we'd have the volume down so mom and dad wouldn't, you know, hear us listening to such an offensive show. uh, Us being Christians and all. So Married with Children, unbelievable show. So funny. Take a look, take a gander if you've never seen Married with Children. Uh, You've been under a rock if you've never seen that show. But that comes in as a solid number five on the greatest list and the definitive list that comes out. So like I said, you guys know I'm right on this one. Let's go right in and we will lead into number four on the list. The problem with number four is... This could have been, this could have easily been number two, just easily if it wasn't for the ending and mostly uh, Charlie Sheen going a little bit nutty with his tiger blood and everything else under the sun uh, back in the day. It kind of, uh, 
kind of took a slight dip with the Ashton Kutcher replacement. It still had its moments. It was still funny. Alan was still funny. You know, Jake, but Jake wasn't on the screen much either. Um, so it really lost a little bit of a lure. It's a lure after Charlie got done with the show. But the first six seasons were unbelievably funny. This show was it started in the late like late nineties, early two thousands. Um, and once again, before all the censorship, this is a man's show, like through and through. I mean, but if you if you love that type of humor, which I do, this has to be on your definitive list. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to a couple scenes from Two and a Half Men. It's Telemarketer who calls you Monkey Man. Boy, is your eye red. You should see it from in here. What are you doing here? Whoa, little technical difficulties on my uh, replay right there. So give me one second, guys, and I'll get that back up. Can we talk about it after my head stops exploding? Why is your head exploding? Well, I drank a little too much wine last night. If it makes you feel bad, why do you drink it? Nobody likes a wise ass, Jake. You have to put a dollar in the swear jar. You said ass. Tell you what. Here's 20. It should cover me till lunch. Drink milk? Just with cereal. Okay. Not that milk. That milk. What's the difference? That's Dairy Farm. We drink Dairy Barn. Fine. Happy? Why would I be happy? It's just milk. Cute. Keep it up. You'll be on one of the cartons. <laughs> I'm telling you. And that... Uh, two of those scenes were when uh, Jake was so young, and that was definitely the highlight of that show, Two and a Half Men, because uh, it's almost like you can see them teaching such a young child the terrible, terrible ways of uh, growing into a man, and you know Charlie being the womanizer, alcoholic, gambling addict, and then you have Alan, the lovable loser that just can't seem to get out of his own way. Uh, you just have to have to completely adore everything about uh, Two and a Half Men. I wanted to finish it off with uh, what I think is their funniest episode because watching Alan's face, seeing Charlie succeed in something so crazy as being a uh, like a Rick Charette type. You know, he's the one that's saying alligator in the elevator. No, this is Charlie Waffles. This is so great. If you can't tell, I like songs in, in these sitcoms too. They make me laugh. Love waffles. That's true. Yes, you'll get all the melodies that make 
Charlie Waffles, the king of kid songs. Kiss my owie, rush to flush, and of course, don't shake the baby. <laughs> He's a little boy, he is not a toy. Don't shake, shake, shake the baby. She's our little pearl, our darling girl. Don't shake, shake, shake the baby. <laughs> when did you become the king of kid songs? When did you become the Federal Trade Commission? <laughs> TV offer. Also receive this never-before-released bonus track. I drink from a sippy cup, sippy cup, sippy cup. I drink from a sippy cup, cause I'm a big kid now. Bye bye boobies, bye bye boobies, bye bye boobies, cause I'm a big kid now. Don't shake, shake, shake the baby. <laughs> if you're not laughing there, and sorry for coughing, uh, if you're not laughing now, then I don't know where your uh, sense of humor lies. That show is without a doubt on this list and like i said it would have been number two if it wasn't for the uh, ashton kutcher era so you gotta give a shout out straightforward for uh two and a half men and i know you all have seen that one at least one episode and that's the greatest thing you don't have to follow any episodes in in order if it's on stop scrolling through your television and just enjoy 30 minutes of pure pure comedy so there you go number four on today's list Two and a half men. That brings us to the top, top tier. And this is one I wouldn't be as good of a host if I couldn't educate you and give you something that I know most of you have not heard. But this show needs to be on everybody's list. You can find number three on True TV. Uh, had three, it ran three seasons on True TV. In the uh, mid 2000, I think it started in 2016 or 17 and had three seasons. Unbelievably funny. I think you can now find it on HBO Max. So that definitely leads some uh, accreditation to how good the show really was. True TV is such a small station that it never got uh, the critical acclaim that it actually deserved. This show is unbelievably funny. Number three coming in with those who can't. Uh, the. The premise of the show or the background of the show isn't new. It's uh, three basic te uh, teachers that are more of a problem than their actual students. So you can see where that leads. Uh, it is probably one of the more uh, interesting shows if you wanted to look at how the dynamics go. The thing with uh, those who can't is you have to look at uh, how layered the jokes are. All three uh, comedians, they have their own troupe called uh, uh, the Grawlix, and they're all out of Denver, and they've been working together for years. So all of their dis different styles of comedy kind of intertwine. And as you guys haven't known about this one, I want to go a little bit further in depth with the characters. Uh, you'll have uh, Billy Shoemaker, who is played by Ben Roy. 
He uh, is a history teacher that used to be in like a maybe a heavy metal ska band, um, tattooed up. He is completely out of control, has very big anger issues. Next would be your, uh, he was the history teacher on the show. Next would be your Spanish teacher, Lauren Payton, uh, played by Adam Caton Holland. And honestly, this, he really shouldn't, be a teacher is the best way to describe it uh his his sarcasm in the show really highlights a lot of the other jokes they're so uh interlayered and lastly we have the doofus of the group uh which is andy Fairbell, the phys ed teacher uh unbelievably funny he he kind of steals the show a little bit because of how much of a doofus he really is and how stupid he is on the show which is so against his uh, actual persona in real life, but he played this character to a T. And finally, you have Rory Scorville, uh, who played the principal Quinn on the show. And Rory may be the most famous of them all on the show, although they have plenty of guest stars like Sarah Michelle Geller, uh, Sherry O'Terry, um, Michael Madsen. Just unbelievable show for for how small True TV was, the budget that I'm sure they had to work with. But the show is absolutely funny. I'm going to go ahead and play the trailer for you just to give you an idea of what it is. So this is one you guys absolutely have to look up, those who can't. Integrity. Courage under fire. This is all stuff you kids are going to learn today. Oh. All right, game on. To teach is to inspire. You're kind of a leader around here. So why don't we try being a leader to our peers, okay? I want you to apologize to this nerd. To enlighten. So who wants a virgin, barely alcoholic margarita? Who's in? Everybody? Yes, that's what I'm talking about, guys. We're having fun and we're learning. To challenge. This time's going to separate the strong from the weak. Introducing those who can. We could all try being a little more mature this year. <laughs> a new comedy from True TV. What's the 411 on the turn up for the library, bitch? Sorry, I should not be calling you bitch. If I were to find out that three teachers planted heroin in his locker, I would have to F word them. I guess if somebody's got to go first, I can go. Fire. The word is fire. Those who can. <laughs> the word is fire, Good F word you. Come on, guys. If you have not seen this show, you need to actually get out there and take a watch. Only three seasons long, uh, but I bet you'll binge watch all the episodes. The show is absolutely hilarious. So coming in at number three is Those Who Can't. And that leads us into the top two of the day uh we all know which that one of these i know you guys are just waiting to see where it landed on the list and it came in at number two which is in on my list are very hard to accomplish but there's no way that any list should uh be created with this category without having them near near the top or number one i just have a personal preference from this to my number one so without uh, further ado, all I got to do is play this, the beginning of it for you. Uh, 
I mean, we all know it now, right? That's Seinfeld coming in at number two. The Adventures of Jerry, George, Elaine, Kramer, and all the side guests that come along with that. I mean, think about all the shows that they had. Uh, the Bubble Boy, The Soup Nazi. They have so many incredible, credible shows, and they're all about nothing. And, I mean, I love the backdrop of it that they're trying to sell to NBC, a show about nothing. It's just absolute absurdity about everyday life. So you can just go through any time you see, like, I, don't, I can't even describe how many pleasurable moments that Seinfeld has given me, just getting me out of the real world and just making me not think about anything else, any stressors outside of life. This, this is just one of those shows that nails it every single time it's on the air. And in my opinion, Jerry Seinfeld, him personally, isn't that funny. But I don't know if there's ever been a better assembled cast that fit their roles so perfectly. And even Jerry fits his role perfectly on the show. Like you can't imagine. I can't even imagine where comedy would be uh, in modern society with sitcoms if there wasn't a show called Seinfeld. One thing I will say about Seinfeld is the only thing I didn't like was the last last episode. I still don't get why they all ended up going to jail. Uh, But. You know, that's neither here nor there. The The run that it had being the number one uh, comedy series on TV in the 90s uh, proves itself and its worth, its value. Let's go ahead and listen to a couple clips from Seinfeld. Contest. If anybody remembers that one, it's where the four of them make a bet. Uh, I think it was for a hundred dollars on who can go the longest without pleasuring themselves. And that scene right there, when Kramer comes in, maybe an hour later, and just, well, I'm out. Oh, unbelievable show! So many funny moments. Uh, let's get into another one. Uh, this is probably one of the most recognizable scenes from all of uh, Seinfeld history. We all know it, love it, and hold it dear to our hearts, the soup Nazi. Medium turkey chili. Medium crab bisque. Just forget it, let it go. Excuse me, uh, I think you forgot my bread. Bread, two dollars extra. Two dollars, but everyone in front of me got free bread. You want bread? Yes, please. Three dollars! No soup for you! (laughs) I mean, you just can't beat... The little things that that show comes up with. 
So once again, that is Seinfeld coming in at our number two spot on the list, which brings us to our number one. And if anyone, any one of you guys try to go against me with this number one selection, you know nothing about comedy. This show, All in the Family, with Carol O'Connor as the lead character, Archie Bunker, defined how comedy went for from time. Ever since this show came out, it tackled so many social justice things. And Archie Bunker is the hard right-wing conservative uh, old man stuck in his ways. And to be able to bring all that light in such a... I mean, he's so unlikable, yet likable at the same time. Uh, along with his family, uh, his completely annoying wife, uh, Edith. Then you've got his daughter, Gloria, who's married to Meathead, or Michael in the show. Uh, the show has it all. You know, some of the guest, uh, guest uh, appearances include Sammy Davis Jr., because they, uh, they tackle a lot of race issues. Uh, with Ann Jefferson, the spinoff, The Jeffersons derives from this show. I mean, we just have to get right in and listen to a, a few of the reasons why All in the Family with Archie Bunker at the helm is the greatest comedy sitcom of all time. Which is what that fag bore up against me. What you're talking about? It just so happens that the majority of transvestites are heterosexual. That's what I said, fagalish. <laughs> Not homosexual, heterosexual. You'd be surprised how many married guys with kids are transvestites. How is it you know so much about these things? <laughs> Let me see your underwear. <laughs> just give me a straight ass. <laughs> there he is. They're tackling the issue of. Uh, transvestites, homosexuality in such a funny way that you can't even believe that this was allowed on television. This, this, this show would not be allowed on television in today's society, which it absolutely should be. This is comedy at its best, and it's teaching us a lesson at the same time. Let's get into another one. Uh, this is Archie Bunker when it comes to slavery. Oh, here we go. And this is uh, Sammy Davis Jr. on the show with him. I think that, I mean, if God had, had meant us to be together, he'd have put us together. But look what he'd done. He put you over in Africa, he put the rest of us in all the white countries. The look on Sammy's face. Well, you must have told him where we were, because somebody came and got us. <laughs> I mean, and uh, how could you resist? Free transportation, room, board, chains. <laughs> I think you talked about slavery there, Sam. I want to tell you that I was always dead set against slavery. So absurdly, absurdly um, able to get away with that stuff on, on television. And people knew Carol O'Connor in real life. So 
like I said, this character was so beloved and it was and it wasn't really hated, but it was just the protagonist, antagonist all wrapped up into one. And I'll give you one final clip. Uh, this one is for all of us Second Amendment people out there. Yes, we deserve to own our guns. So this is him getting involved with Meathead, his son-in-law. What are you talking about? Just look it up. All I know is my God-given right as an American to have a gun in a house. It is not, Archie. The Supreme Court ruled on that as far back as 1939. What the Supreme Court says ain't got nothing to do with the law. <laughs> they okayed busing, too, till President Nixon give me old one, too. All right, here it is. Amendment 2, I'll read it to you. I'll read nothing. I can read myself. What does it say? Here, here, here. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Read that. Wait a second. You didn't read all of it. I read it you all. You did not. Look, look. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. A militia, Arch, that's what it says right there. Listen, buddy. I don't pay no attention to no constitution and them pinko books of yours. <laughs> did you know that 65% of the people murdered in the last 10 years were killed by handguns? Would it make you feel any better, little girl, if they was pushed out of windows? Well, that's convoluted logic. Yes, and that's the kind of straight thinking I'm trying to put across here. I hate that jake on TV. Oh, I get it, I get it. When you thought he was talking about VD in a permissive society, he was smart, huh? You find out he's talking about gun control, he's a jerk. That's right, and I'm going to prove it to you. How many people in this U.S. of A. would like to have guns? Too many, thousands. But how many people would like to have VD? <laughs> That's perfect logic to me. How many people would like to own guns versus how many people would like to have VD? There you go. That's coming in number one, All in the Family. Definitely watch that show if you hadn't. It's from the 60s, early 70s, guys. Unbelievable show, All in the Family, our number one spot today on Liquored Listings. So there you have it, guys. Another show in the books. Um, if you enjoyed what you heard today, go ahead, like, subscribe, and share the hell out of this. Also, if you have a dollar, two, five, ten, go ahead and donate to the program. It's what keeps the beer flowing and the liquor coming. Uh, we'd like to keep our sponsors happy. So, once again, I want to thank you all for to uh, tuning in. Be safe out there. Have fun. Smile all the time. Don't drink and drive. And I love you all. Until the next time, have a great day. Big Earn out.